The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Miracles in Recovery. It is December... 11th. 11th. Okay, it's December 11th. I, I've been running around like a nut because I'm the coordinator for Toys for Tots for the county. So I don't even know what day it is. I just know that they were giving the toys out next week and I can breathe maybe one or two days before Christmas. And um, I'm grateful for Christmas morning and especially the day after. That's, that is quite a job you do every year, Ray. Uh, uh, a lot of people depend on you for that, and it's really a wonderful service. Yeah, it is. It is. When, it, when, when I'm in the middle of it, I, I'm not aware of that aspect of right, it. Right, you're this uh, yeah. like running a business. Right, exactly, and, and it's just it's just like madness city. But um, you know, and it doesn't help that it's. 50 degrees here in southern florida like what is oh, going I on i got out my woolies i'm wearing my oven. i got my <laughs> coat with the fur fake fur around the hood i'm freezing uh, and, I, and i'm a massachusetts boy and i'm cold so yeah, you know. they say your blood thins which is not true but i think you just get used to being warm all the time yes this is yes, not yes. fun but it, you know where i'm from it snowed like 12 inches <gasps> oh, on friday yeah, yeah. Yeah, up in North Carolina, and nice. even in Atlanta, it snowed all day, and they kind of had a little snow jam going home from work because they didn't let them go until two o'clock. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into the show. We have uh, from the other coast of Florida, which is probably fifty degrees over there as well. David Essel, he's the author of uh, his most. I think he's got another book coming out now, but the most recent book that I've seen is Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life, but this book will. The Myth of Positive Thinking, The Reality of Success. Hi, David. How are you? Hey, guys. Great to be back with you. It's good to have hey, you back. It's good, good to have, have you back. You. It's been a little while. It, it, it has been, yeah. It has, and, and it's freezing here. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're all down here whining. Well, it's... No, I know. Really, I, I, a tundra up north. Yeah, I know. Yes. Oh, it's so true. Gosh, we 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 are so spoiled in Florida, and then the minute something like this happens, we become little babies. <laughs> oh yeah. Tell I, I prefer. I, I I'd probably say that I'm a I'm a little baby all the time and just uh, <laughs> fake it. Well, yeah. we just moved, and I couldn't find my coat. It took me a while to find the box that it was in because, you know, you pack up coats and sweaters and you think you're not going to need them until maybe January, maybe, yeah. and then only for a day. But here we are, freezing. <laughs> I know. We, you know, I mean, I, I see, so I've saw so many women today that have 
every ensemble necessary for living in New York in the yeah. <laughs> you know, True. And, and, you know, it's, and in the afternoon, it, I think it warmed up to like 68 or 70. And, um, and you know, they, I mean, they are styling with their boots and their scarves and their earmuffs and just like we're up in New York, you know. <laughs> right, because we never really We get never to, get to wear them. Yeah. No, we just did a, David just did a Facebook Live um Tell us, tell us, David, like when you went to do the next one, and like this one was about the laws of attraction, and you know it was it was very very informative, and that's why I wanted to make sure that we kept up and spoke a little bit more about that because I know that there are people um, on the addiction side of the house that can relate to a lot of the things that you were saying on an addiction level or even just a real life level. I mean, we don't have to even talk about an addiction level because like everybody and anybody can relate to some of the aspects that you're speaking of. Well, you know, Ray, the, the, the law of attraction, the way that it's taught by the most popular teachers today, it, it, you know, it goes with things like whatever you believe you can achieve and your thoughts become things and Whatever you put out to the universe or God, it must come back in time. And, and there are parts of the law of attraction that I think are really valid, but I think about 80% of it, the way it's taught, is absolute nonsense. It's illusion. Uh-huh. It's fantastical thinking. You know, and, and, and it started with the book, The Secret, and then, of course, the law of attraction books have come out afterwards. But the reason, like on the Facebook Live, you know, one of the things I said was if there's anyone who has, who's in a position of power to discuss the positive and the negative side of the law of attraction, it's me. Because for the first 16 years of my life, I taught that stuff, that whatever you believe you can achieve and your thoughts become things and you can attract millions of dollars and all that kind of nonsense. And so in 1996, you know, I had a huge wake up call. And, mm-hmm. and, and in regards to addiction, and this was probably the big, biggest wake-up call, is that, you know, I was um, a, a raging alcoholic and cocaine addict doing the same work I'm doing today, and I had an affirmation that I knew was going to work, and the affirmation was, I am David Essel, a child of God, happy, healthy, and sober today. And for over 25 years, with that affirmation, I drank myself to sleep every night. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I believed it was going to work. Like, that's the funny thing. Like, I wasn't just doing it. You know, I just knew every morning when I said it that tonight was going to be the night. And somehow God was going to take away this addiction. And, right. And, and you know, I think, I think that, um, you know, we as, we as addicts, alcoholics, family members, um, we tell ourselves that white little lie, I think, and, and that just gives us the energy to be able to make it through the day, you know, so I don't necessarily know if we, if you did yourself harm or if I did myself more harm by, by telling myself that lie that I was okay and, and everybody else around me was a mess, um, but a lot of the things that you say today, like bring me back to times where I was so incoherent, but I was saying the same things as you say. So I had to have been a mess. Oh, well, right. You know what? I honestly think I was lying my butt off and I, I know that trying to use thoughts to heal myself hurt me more than it helped me. I absolutely know it did. I mean, I lived in denial via positive thinking. 
That's how my, my positive thinking of saying I am sober today, every day of the year when I got up, that's denial. And because it made me feel better in the moment, which is what you just said, oh, my God, it made me feel on top of the world, you know, like I am a child of God, happy, healthy, and sober. <laughs> you know, it, 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 I actually believed it. It was nonsense, and it hurt me much more than it helped me. Right, and right, when, very when much the, so. when the wake-up call came, you know, it was from this amazing teacher, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who's the founder of Transcendental Meditation, and he put it to me really point blank and said, have those thoughts worked? You know, and they had right. like saying, you know, how is your best thinking helping you? Yeah, yeah. right. You know, and so it was through him and one of his assistants several weeks later that I, and I write the full story in my book, Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life. And by the way, I'm still one of the most positive people in the world, <laughs> even though I wrote a book with that title. Um, but I've just come to understand that, you know, your, unless it's a miracle, your thoughts are extremely limited in regards to changing your life. They're still important. And I still spend an hour every day in the morning on meditation, prayer, gratitude, etc. But, you know, in, in the early years of my career, I used to say that thinking was everything and whatever you believe you can achieve. And now I realize that, as a matter of fact, a brand new book um, coming out in, in January, the third page in, it says, we become what we think all day long, Buddha. And next to that quote, I have false. So I'm even taking on <laughs> Buddha now. <laughs> yeah, right. well, I mean, I, I know I get you there. I get you because it's not a thought, it's about action, really. Yeah, and then underneath it I have, we become what we do all day long. Right. Oh, please don't tell me that. Well, <laughs> I don't like yeah. what I do all day long. <laughs> no. Well, that's, that's why you have become that, and that's why you don't like it, because you become it, probably. Uh, yeah, right? analyzing data all day fun thing yeah well no i mean i even even just you know like david was saying about you know we we, we can just on a on a on an addict's uh perspective or an alcoholic's perspective if you think when you wake up in the morning that you're going to run through the run through the same thing that you did yesterday you're going to wake up throw on the same pair of pants go to the bar order a order a draft sit there and do that if you're processing yourself through your day in thought to do that then you're not getting out of your own way enough to make that action to take a left instead of going into the bar. Take a left. Yeah. Change. Change. Don't, you don't have to necessarily change your thought pattern because I know for the longest time my thought pattern wouldn't change. My actions had to change in order to change my thought process. Ray, stop right there. I, I'm going to repeat this. I did. This is, this is one of the most important things our listeners can pick up today. Mm -hmm. It's like you know, as, a, as an addiction recovery counselor, 99.9% .9 of people that contact me to heal are not ready to heal. Right. You don't have to be ready to heal. You don't have to be ready to make more money. You don't have to be ready to lose weight. You don't have to be ready to quit drinking. No one is ready. Your thoughts, screw that thing about, well, I've got to be in a right mindset. You know what? When you do what you'd rather not to become the person that you want to be, your thoughts will catch, just what you said, right? Your thoughts will catch up to your actions. Right. And then your, thought, your thoughts will, they may not become as, you know, like they'll, they'll become 
more in tune with what it is that you're you're walking towards versus you know your old thought processes. And there's a lot of things that, like you said, a lot of people aren't ready, um, and that's okay. If someone suggests to you to get out of your own way, then why don't you take a step left? And I don't mean figuratively. I mean literally. Take a step left, and your life may start going in a different direction where wasn't going before because someone suggested something to get out of your own way. Yeah, you know, there's there's something else that um, that comes up regularly about, you know, people saying, you know, I'm worthy, you know, because I'm, you know, a Christian or a Buddhist or because I'm something, I'm worthy of being sober. And what I say to everyone is that, you know what, the only people that are worthy of being sober or losing weight or making more money are the people that are doing the work to get sober, lose weight, or make more money. You're not worthy of anything you're not willing to do. And so there's this mind screw that happens, you know, where people go, you know, I'm, I'm a good fill-in-the-blank religion, or I'm a good person, and I shouldn't have to struggle with this addiction. Well, you know, you're worthy of what you do. So if you mm-hmm. want to keep eating that sugar, drinking, doing those opiates, whatever it is, then that's the life you're worthy of. And that's just plain honesty. The good news is no one is bound to a crap life. There is no genetic link Then you guys, I've talked to you on your show about this before, in my belief system, in my work, we don't blame genetics for addiction. We blame our inability to deal with emotions that got us into the addiction. But the gene didn't come out of your pants and pull you into a bar and make you drink. You know? <laughs> no. Like, and no. So, so we say, but I, but I know, think that's an easy way. I think that's just an easy way for society to accept the inability to deal with emotions or the inability to deal with uh, what's going on in your life. Well, I was, you know, I mean, my parents were this way, and, and this is why I'm this way yeah. as well. And you're 100% right. I, I take no, I take no uh, claim, stake no claim with uh, the genetics factor well, whatsoever. But it does appear to run in families. I don't know if that's just because it's what people know. You know, we, it's what you see growing up. Um so I still have, I, I still feel a little like it, it might be, there might be as well. Well, I am not saying that, you know, if you do have the gene for alcoholism and you have three drinks and it turns into 10, that gene can be activated, but that's not what forced us to have the first drink. No. Or no, I, I, after, I understand that. Right, I understand or that, but, you know. After the third hangover, there's no genetic cause for us to go out and drink again. That's the point I think that's so crucial to make. Yeah, right. but somebody like me can have a drink or two and I'm okay. And I mm-hmm. won't pick another one up for two years. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody who's an alcoholic probably wouldn't be able to do that. No, the, the odds are pretty small that if you do have, you know, the, the gene for alcoholism, that you'll be able to drink moderately. We, we don't see very many successful people pulling that off. The, the most important thing, though, and what Ray, you said a minute ago, you know, society loves to, to put things in neat little bows and packages. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, the reason that, um, that David, you know, struggled is because it's in his family. And then that gives right. the addict a foot out the door to go, yeah, you know, it's genetically based. I really can't do anything about it. 
and that's right. Not- and that and it gives you it gives me the um, like you said the foot out the door. I don't have to take responsibility for my actions at that point because now I can blame somebody else for it, and that's and that's absolutely nowhere to be. And and that's why you know coming full circle with uh, the laws of attraction and what it was you were talking about about thoughts versus actions. At that point, my thought process is. I didn't do this to myself. Somebody else did. Whereas it's my responsibility to get myself out of this situation that I'm in, or I'm going to stay here and I'm either going to die, I'm going to end up in jail, or I'm just going to wallow in the in the depths of active addiction for until, you know, time tells me it's done. Yeah, it's a very yeah. messy disease. Oh, you know, addictions, I mean, whether it's food or drugs or nicotine or alcohol, they're, they're all really, really difficult. There's no, no easy way around it. Now, some people have had spiritual awakenings, and they have walked away, and that's, we call it a miracle. People call it spiritual awakenings. I, I call that a miracle because it doesn't happen very frequently. If we look at the number of people struggling with opiate addictions today, which is off the charts, and... And, and you look at the number of people that will wake up tomorrow and have a spiritual awakening, I can tell you it's infinitesimally small. <laughs> I agree 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think that's one of the unfortunate things that's happened over the last 40 or 50 years is that the spiritual awakening is supposedly the only way to get better. Yeah. And uh, I think <laughs> we're seeing that that's not true. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. And, you know, we have people still hanging out, doing their drugs, doing their alcohol, eating their food. You know, saying, well, I, I guess I have to pray more or something. And it's like, no, yeah. You, yeah. you have to be a stronger human. You know, you have to reach out and get vulnerable and invest time, money, effort into your sobriety. That's what you need to do instead of hanging out waiting for God to do it for you. Yeah, and on a funny note, you have to kind of be a, a, a um, I don't want to say a bigger person, but like you said, a more vulnerable person. Oh, that, the humble that is willing to be able to some good order to get you out of your own way because your thought process is, is keeping you where you're at. Your non-action is keeping you where you're at. Exactly. You know, Ray, one thing that I forgot to talk about on the Facebook Live tonight, and, and if mm-hmm. people want to listen to that whole thing, it's about 25 minutes long. If you go to Facebook and just type in my name, my name David Essel, you'll see the whole Facebook Live. It stays there. But one thing I didn't mention, uh, and I just, it just popped into my head now as we're talking about thoughts, the law of attraction is more accurate in regards to negative thoughts and behaviors than it is to true. positive true. thoughts and behaviors. Very, very true. Betsy, you're nodding. Yeah. And yeah. Just, uh, just for the listening audience, it's D-A-V-I-D-E-S-S-E-L. D-A-V-I-D-E-S-S-E-L. We are uh, ready to come to a break. And when we come back, we'll share a little more of our experience, strength, and hope, and hopefully save the world. We'll be back in a moment. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today, with one thing that has been consistent 
inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision-making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Like many of us, do you feel constantly tired or run down? Weight gain, sugar addictions, stress, and other health issues wear down our bodies and our spirit. You can take control of these and get yourself back on track. Tune into Living Life Naturally with host Lynn Wadsworth. Lynn can help you lower or get rid of migraines, help you maintain a healthy weight, deal with hormone imbalances, and more. Listen live every Friday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What does health look like in an ailing world? How do we tend what needs our care? Join Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio hosts each week as we explore pathways to health for self, society, and the planet. We are home to a range of voices as there is no single roadmap for meeting the challenges of our times. Tune in Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern Time to expand your perspective, deepen your attention, and cultivate practices that support personal, communal, and global health on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Miracles in Recovery. We have David Essel on the phone with us. I'm going to read something real quick from the back of his uh, book. It says, David Essel, MS. Now, what does that stand for? Master Slayer? Uh, <laughs> is, the, <laughs> is, is the author of nine books, a master life coach and teacher, business, relationship, and addiction recovery coach international speaker and radio TV host. From athlete to poet, he has been labeled a 21st century renaissance man. Now, David, you have another book coming out in January, and you said it's Focus, Slay Your Goals? Yeah, the, the title is Focus! Exclamation point, Slay Your Goals. And, you know, it's, a, it, it's really the follow-up to the book Positive Thinking Will Never Change Your Life, um, which became a number one bestseller this year. And right. this one is a follow-up because we take people and we, and through the power of focus, we give them morning routines, evening routines, and steps to follow to slay any goal they've ever had in their life that they haven't achieved yet. 
Cool. Let me, now, let me ask you a question. Do you have to be a goal-oriented person to do that, or is this teaching somebody how to be a goal-oriented person? Good question. Oh, because that, I am not. Great, you know, life just happens to me. <laughs> that's a great question. You know, and the answer is for people who are not like type A, go get them, goal-oriented people, this will take you step-by-step on what a program would look like to help you achieve something that you don't have yet. And then on the flip side, to people who are go-getters, but they don't have that one thing in their life they really want, we give them the same program so that they can utilize it as well. Wow. Interesting. So it works for everybody, basically. It, now, this is, what you, this is what you, you, you uh, practice off as well, right? Kind of um, the things that you do with people while you're in session with them. Like, is this basically kind of like a, a, a what would you say, a um, not like a guideline, but something on that lines? Yeah, and, and it is a guideline, right? That's exactly it, and it's exactly the okay, way we take right. people through when I'm working with them as, as their counselor or their coach. So, you know, and, and the, the biggest difference, like the, the positive thinking will never change your life. That book was filled with a hundred plus stories of people that have used the tools that we teach to achieve huge goals. And then right. the next one, there's a lot less stories of, of people, you know, achieving big goals. I'd say there's probably 30 or 40 instead of a hundred. But this time we said, okay, now this is what you need to do. And we gave them the specifics to follow to shatter it. And if people want to pre-order the book, you can pre-order it today at our website. And while you're waiting, we give people as a pre-order thank you, Ray. We give them our Life Mastery online course, which is six hours of videos and a book and a manual absolutely free. Wow. Wow, yeah, yeah, we decided that the, the, the online course is $100, but you're going to get that for free when you pre-order the book Focus right now. And the website is talkdavid.com. Talkdavid.com. Yeah. Uh, is, is that, that is also the website that you can subscribe to get your message every day in your email? Oh, the Daily Boost, yes. Yes. Wow. What a plug. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, the Daily, the Boost, Daily Boost. Oh, my gosh. We have, I, we, I think we just picked up um, in the last, I think, three or four weeks, we have 200 or 250 brand new subscribers to the Daily Boost. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, and with the Daily Boost, uh, people get a brand new video five days a week in their email box to help them achieve goals in life as well. Right. And tell us what time that comes out. 402, right? <laughs> it's right. there when I wake up, and I'm not at 402. I was, I was, you know, it was funny because the other morning, what, the last time we were speaking and I said something about, yeah, I woke up at 415 and it was there. And you said, well, Ray, it comes out at 402. So <laughs> I've been trying to wake up at 401 just to catch you and make sure that you're right. <laughs> Yeah, so people get it in their email box at 4.02 in the morning Eastern time, and then, of course, they can listen to it, you know, whenever it suits them. But, um, yeah. oh, you, you know what I wanted to do, guys? I wanted to go back to that, the thought about the law of attraction is more powerful than negative means. thoughts mm-hmm. and, uh, and negative actions than positive ones. And I think this is the real unfortunate, the real power of the law of attraction. 
it, if, if someone has an anxiety about their health or an addiction or their love or money, it is so easy for that thought first thing in the morning to multiply and to think about it and to worry and to create more anxiety. And that is, a, that is the law of attraction in action, that when you think about something negative, if you don't have coping skills to learn how to let it go, to process it, that will multiply like 10,000 monkeys in a cell. And in the world of addiction, it's really easy to see the power of the negative side of law of attraction when someone has one drink and then they have seven more, when they have two cookies, then they eat the whole bag, when they have right. two, two, two cigarettes and they say that's it and they have 20 more. You know, it's, it's like the law of attraction is so powerful in regards to negative thoughts and negative behaviors, but, and I write about this in our brand new book, I have yet to have a client via Skype or phone or in my office say to me, you know what, David, I woke up this morning with this positive thought and I just can't get it out of my head. (laughs) (laughs) But I bet the negative ones stay, right? But the well, I mean, our world is programmed negatively. It is. Yeah, it our, is. our whole world we're, is programmed we're negatively. We're to look at things, the, the, the bad side of things. Yeah. I, I think almost as a defense mechanism. We have to fight to get to the positive. Yeah. You know? It's very hard. I mean, why are positive people so attractive? Because there aren't that many of them. True. Very true. Yeah. You know, everybody, everybody has their defenses up, ready, ready for the fight. Yeah, and you know, I don't necessarily know when, when I was, and I still, I, st- I think I still wear it a little bit. Um, when I was newly clean, my thought process was, what does this individual want from me? And I don't know if maybe that was that was uh, a thought process that I grew up with because uh, I'm from an area where that's how we think. You know what I mean? We're not the kind of friendly people that want to give you directions with other people. That, <laughs> Over yonder. Yeah, I want to tell you to get out. So I, I swear that a little bit, but I can say that there are a lot more times during the day today that I have positive thoughts than I have negative. And I'm more aware of it when I'm in a negative or I'm thinking negative about something and I have to talk myself back to the other side of the curb. And see, I'm just the opposite. I always expect people to be nice. And, and I, don't, I don't look at anything, you know, I, I don't expect people to be negative and nasty. And when they are, I don't know how to re- respond and react. Mm. So, you, you know, a we've lot got kind of, of two opposites here. Yeah, a lot of that can be explained with some people in regards to the environment they were raised. Um, you know, the, the environment, grandma, grandpa, all the core family, you know, grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, moms, dads, sisters, brothers. If when, when I work with clients who have a tendency to go negative first and we look back to the family upbringing, there is 99% of the time an influential person in their life, and it could be an, an older brother or sister who had a huge responsibility in their upbringing, or it could be mom or dad, um, that they became more like that person when they were kids, and they picked up the mannerisms and the attitude and all that. You know, my, my mom, as an example, lives in the world of Pollyanna. She will find something great about Hitler. She'll find, she'll, <laughs> and when I say something great, meaning she'll go, 
Well, you know, he probably had a terrible upbringing, David. That's why he turned out the way he did. You know, she, she is ne- she's never, ever, I've, and I've known her 61 years now, I've never, ever heard her say, put down anyone. She has an excuse for everyone's behavior. Nice. Her, her, her attitude has always 100% the glass is full, it's brimming, it's over the top. And I think that some of my positivity came from that, even in my years of struggle and addiction, I think there was an underlying belief that I could be a good person, a happy person, and a successful person because of her influence. You sound like Stuart Smalley. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's who she is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, my yeah. mom was sort of like that, too, only she's very quiet. You never hear her say anything bad about anyone, and she always expects everything to turn out okay. So I was raised believing that everything would turn out okay. Mm-hmm. And for me, to be honest, it, not so much. And, it, you know, it's hard to, it's hard for me to pair those things. Right. Well, I, you know, something that I guess, I guess the main component of all of that is the awareness so that you can help yourself um, um, overcome when you're in a negative mode or, or something. And Ray, you know, the, the thing I mentioned a minute ago that for our audience, we need coping skills so that, yes, when you have uh-huh. an awareness yes. that you're having a really tough day, your mood is down, your energy sucks, whatever the words are, that for us to be able to go, okay, I need to pull on some type of a coping skill here to help me get through this day. I, you know, and it could be something different for everyone. For some people, it's pulling out their Bible and reading it. For other people, it's going to the gym. For other people, it's, they may use something like cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a very fancy term, um, but the easiest one that I can share on the air right now that a lot of people have heard of is putting the rubber band on the wrists. Yep. And, yes. you know, and when they want to have that cigarette or when they want to have that drink or when a negative thought comes, they snap it. And then they go through a series of affirmations to be able to stop the negative thought or the desire for the negative habit. So the action is snapping the band, which wakes up the brain with discomfort saying something's wrong here. And then we go, yeah, what's wrong is that I'm in a crappy mood. I feel like drinking or whatever the thing is. And let me shift that now. So you're right. Awareness is step one. When we see ourselves going down the tube with attitude or cravings or whatever. And then step two is we've got to have a lineup. And I always say in writing of what are my alternative coping skills to help try to lift me out of this bad mood to help try to move me away from the craving, because it's going to take the thought of awareness plus an action step in order to help us to change. Right. And the main thing is the action step. I mean, if you have the awareness and there's no action step, and good is that awareness? Well, what kind of what kind of steps can you take? Can you give us some examples? Well, yeah, I gave I gave several. Like you know, one is using the rubber band. Another would be going to the gym. For some people, it's going to a meeting. You know, they say, yeah. "Oh my God, yeah. I'm I'm so glad I came to a meeting." And maybe they're not going regularly, and they see their attitudes start to suffer. Um, right. Other people, it's you know, it's working with their counselor or coach. 
someone else it's going to be pulling the Bible out or some other spiritual, you know, writings. Maybe Wayne Dyer, you know, uh, the late Wayne Dyer. So, mm-hmm. you know, but, but what I would encourage the listeners to do is as we're talking and giving these ideas of coping mechanisms to write them all down and then to add your own. You know, like what works for you? Is it aromatherapy? Is it going and getting a massage? Is it, you know, what is it that, is it, is it a 15 minute walk out of your office and back just to break the monotony of that negative thought process? Is it listening right. to class, classical music or classic rock? You know, like there's music can change moods pretty quickly. Um, it really can. Yeah. Song to song. Yeah. Yeah. So, but so you have to be able to recognize that your primary coping skills, such as let's head to the refrigerator, you know, let's pull out that cigarette and light it. Mm-hmm. At that moment, when you get that thought, you've got to change it for a different, more positive action. Yeah. Is that what I'm hearing? Yep. Okay. So you have to be aware of the food is bad and that you want whatever you want. So whatever. And then secondly, instead of that, I'm going to do this and make yourself do it. Yeah, you know, I, you know I, I um yeah go ahead for the for the long, for the longest time I had to put little things on the door I had to put little things and um, one of the things were was thirty the number thirty a space the number four and then a space eight five five because the original the original our um, company phone is eight five five stop using. I'll say it okay. again, 855, stop using, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> but so for the longest time, I had to put 34855 all around to make sure that I spent at least 30 minutes doing either research or something positive to get our voice on the air on a weekly basis. And, you know, so now... I'm kind of programmed into making sure that I do that. And if I don't, my mind gets like kind of clouded, like I'm forgetting something. I'm forgetting what am I supposed to do? Oh, yeah. Before I go to bed tonight, I'm going to have to spend 30 minutes on researching or something to make sure that we keep doing what it is that we're doing. And that's to sharing, share the message of recovery yeah. or even the message of life to the audience that listens. And, and I want to say this again, you know, as you're listening to what Ray's, you know, saying, talking about a tool that he used, don't just sit and listen to this radio show. I, you know, I encourage people to take notes, put down mm-hmm. action steps that you'd like to start to follow. If you're not following them already in order to shatter if it's the negative thought or the negative behavior because it's not going to go away by itself. And, and, and the other thing I want to mention is this, too, because I don't want to get too Pollyanna here. Um, I posted something on Facebook today, and it, and it went along the line of, um, you know, it's okay to have down days. You don't have to be happy all the time because there's pressure in society especially if you're in the world of personal growth like the three of us are, there's pressure that we should always be up and we should always be in a great mood. And I don't think that's realistic. Right now, as we look at the holiday season, this is a very heavy time of year for a lot of people. This may be the first, you know, this could be the first year that some people are without their mom or dad or a brother or a sister 
or a husband or a wife or a boyfriend or girlfriend, someone may have passed away or left them, or maybe they're not communicating right now, they're estranged. And so if you're going through a hard time, I'm going to go back to the writing. You know, write about it, journal it. Don't let it sit in your head and swim. If this is a difficult holiday season, admit it, write about it, and then after that, look at some of these coping skills that we've shared but we don't want to pretend that life is great when it really sucks. No, it isn't because it'll, it'll, it'll slowly slam you right in the face. And why don't we pick this back up on the other fast break that we need to go on. So, so remember that train of thought because this is the holiday season and this is really a, it used to be a very hard time of the year for me. And, I found ways to get myself out of it. One of them is Toys for Tots. I keep myself busy, and, and by the time Christmas comes, I'm grateful because I've done something positive. But we'll pick this up on the other side of the break. We'll be back in a moment. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Sometimes it just seems that nobody understands. There's one individual who can help. If you're living with somebody who faces challenges such as autism, Asperger's, or other exceptional needs, you'll want to tune into Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean. Living the Challenge. Together, we'll uncover a variety of solutions to the challenges faced by individuals, their families, and teachers. Listen live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now, your baby is in your arms, and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are 
are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back on the air with the final segment of today's show. Man, time just flies. Really I mean, we, it seems like we take, say, two or three sentences each, and we got to go to break. Um, <laughs> when we, before, <laughs> before we went to break, we were briefly sharing about the holidays and Christmas and, you know, share a little bit of, of knowledge or background on how people can motivate themselves to stay positive during, you know, usually a tough time for people who struggle normally. Well, you know, we were talking just before about if this, you know, maybe you're going through a divorce or you went through a divorce and this is your first Christmas alone, or, you know, maybe someone passed away. It could be that this is a very difficult time to keep your addiction in check. Uh, maybe this is, you know, because of depression and anxiety, of course, people self-medicate with nicotine, food, drugs, alcohol. I, I think we got to do a couple things. One, I'm going to go back to writing. It's just a favorite tool of mine to write down what we're feeling, you know, happy, mad, glad, sad, angry, resentful, alone, lonely, depressed, anxious, you know, write about what we're feeling. I think that's always step one to me, guys. And then, then the second thing is, is where can I get support? If you're not a fan of 12 steps, are, there's a ton of other. There's church recovery, celebrate recovery programs. There's all kinds of different programs, group settings that you can attend. If that's something that might help you, there's always individual counseling. And then the other thing that I remind my clients that struggle this time of year is, how can I be of service? You know, can you call the Salvation Army, the Rescue Mission, your local women's shelter, it, you know, is there some way that you can volunteer and give up your time and energy to get out of your own pain momentarily by serving others? And those are just a few ideas. And those are all, those are all good yeah, ideas because really I have had to use them in the past, and I, and I still find myself today reverting back, not so much of writing down my thoughts, um, because my day, I, I, I don't sit still enough to be able to do that. I, I, should, I could probably use like a recorder, but then I'm listening to it saying, who's this loon? But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know I, I do a lot of service work, and, and, and giving back um, allows me or helps me to feel good about what it is that I'm doing. I, I, we... Uh, last year, we handed out 6,800 and we, we, we helped 6,820 children. Wow. And we gave out 25,085 toys. That's about 3.85 toys per child. Uh, this year, our goal is greater because the need is that much greater. And, and I'm looking to see, to try to get 28,000 toys. And the and fact what, that you're doing that, you know, you're actually doing exactly what it just comes said. in. It's incredible. If you just, if you just push the horse, everyone just follows in the cart, you know, and, and, um, it's, it's, it's incredible to see a community stop, think, and be able to have positive actions towards children that need it. And, you know, 
with that with that twenty eight thousand toys. Thinking about it now, those are twenty eight thousand positive thoughts. Right. That You're people exactly have. right. You know, so that's one way to do it, too. If you if you can't get out into the community and be part of a service organization or something like that, if you see a Toys for Tots box or if you see a Christmas Kids box or if you see something, buy a deck of cards and throw it in because that's going to go a long way with a child that doesn't get something or that's going to go a long way for a mother who is out there in panic because she can't provide Christmas for her children. Right on. Right on. You know, and that's really what it's about. It's not about addiction. It's not about me. It's not about how negative I am. It's about, it's about us as a community. You know, we, we used to read this thing, um, at the beginning of each show, and it was about uh, how addiction affects our communities, our families, and, and all of the relationships within them. And we can turn that around just to positive thinking affects our communities and our families and the relationships within them. And we don't really use that much positivity. We address the negative. We talk about the negative and don't do this and don't do that. And I think maybe what we need to do is lift each other up and get a little bit more positive. We live in too negative a society to be able to dwell in that. I mean, granted, it's easy, easier as humans, I guess, to take the negative, the negative path, but it's just as easy to say, hey. Well, I think, you know, again, the negative is the defense mechanism, but it- if you look at something like Facebook, where everybody posts, you know, how great their lives are, and other people look at that and think, well, gee, and mine's not like hers. All what's out there is, isn't real, isn't true, or they're only posting each other. You know, I think there's a tendency for, the, for people to compare themselves and feel like they're not measuring up for what's being posted on Facebook. I, you know, I've noticed that a lot, especially with people who post a lot. I mean, I have friends who post every 10 minutes and I rarely do well David does (laughs) well he has a a business but you know there are other people who who just post random stuff I've I've actually heard my my kids say oh you know everybody's life looks so much better than mine on Facebook Mm. and I say but it's not that's not everything that's going on in their lives right so I think we have a tendency to compare ourselves to other people and, and think that you know we're not Good enough. We're selling ourselves short. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So now let me ask you, David, when when you are um, in session with people, how do you how 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 do you disconnect yourself from either the negativity that's coming towards you or the positivity that you would like to inject into that situation like how do you how do you do that as a, as a human you know coming from where you came from being an alcoholic and you know an addict and all of that how do you not feed into their negativity good question well, yeah that's a beautiful question you know let me let me back up really briefly and tell you that i used to use the pressure of being a counselor and a coach as reasons to drink at night because okay. i didn't yeah. know, you had I to relax not, yeah, I didn't know how to do what you're saying, right? And um, and so I didn't know how to disengage from taking on the emotion of the client. So I would get home in the end of the evening, and I would be exhausted. And I just wanted to shut my brain down and not feel anymore, 
whether it was frustration because they weren't working as hard as they could or empathy because they were having such a difficult life. And then Mm -hmm. over the years and getting sober, here we go back to coping skills. You know, I started picking up all these different coping skills from taking time out in the middle of the day to work out. Like that's religion to me. You know, when, and I, I, when I leave the office in the middle of the day to go to the gym, that's giving me a break. It's, it's, in, it's infusing positive thoughts into my head and positive actions. Um, in between a session, if I have 10 minutes, I'll be reading something online, uh, uplifting. And then the other thing is during the sessions, my number one role, I have actually two number one, two roles. Number one is to ask questions. See, when we give advice, then we have a belief system that that person should follow what we do. Right, exactly. Uh, we have an expectation. Yeah. Yep. But when we ask questions, they then get to engage, and then at the end of the session, I give them a variety of exercises, homework to do, that they'll bring in the next week. If I'm working with them on Skype or phone, um, you know, then they have to have prepared for the next week. Like after this call tonight, I have a session in um, Thailand, and in Thailand, it'll be about 7 in the morning, their time, and so I will ask questions for the full hour. We'll go over my client's homework, and by the time we go over all the homework and then me asking questions and giving assignments, there is no time for me to get stuck in any negative energy or, or anything they're going through because I realize I am just here to have them think a little deeper do a little bit more or maybe different exercises to help lift them out of their space. Does all that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of you're, like you're, you're the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're, coming up on, we're coming up on two minutes left. So really what I want to do is I want to spend a little bit of time for you to be able to get your website out there, your book out there, um, yeah. your, your morning video, and that way people can engage and – I live in a more positive life because positive thinking will never change your life, but this book will. <laughs> I love it, right? You know, every week we, we bring on one or two new, new clients a week, and it, usually there's one or two clients a week that end. So we are always bringing on one or two new clients. So if you're listening to the show and you say, you know what, it's time. I want to work with a professional and achieve this great goal with my addiction recovery or money or relationships or weight or whatever, just go to our website, talkdavid.com, T-A-L-K-David.com, and you can read in there how to work with David and, and all the different options we have. And then while you're on the homepage, you can look at the daily video boost that goes out every day, Monday through Friday, and sign up for that, or get our book right there at talkdavid.com. Nice, great. So it's talkdavid.com if you want to reach David Essel. Also go onto his Facebook page. He does random... Oh, pro, um, t- uh, you, you put it out there and you give, you give the audience uh, or, or people who frequent your page the ability to know when your next um, thing was, like today you Facebook did the... Facebook Live thing. Yeah, Facebook Live. What do we call that? A thing? Facebook Live video, <laughs> right? So well, Everything's a thing. Come all right, on. Well, we have about a minute left, and, and thanks for coming on, David. It's always great to talk to you. It's always great to hear you, and um, we're going to try to make it so that we can go live on Facebook one of these times. We'll figure it out, and that way we'll bring our message out to Facebook to yours and my audience. Ellen, do you have anything you have to say? No, I just uh, really enjoyed talking to you again, David. It's always great to hear you. You bring a very positive message to everyone. 
Oh, Alan, thank you. It's great to be with you and Ray, and I appreciate you guys bringing me back on. Uh, thanks a lot, David. Merry Christmas. Merry okay, Christmas. Merry, bye now. Bye. Goodbye. And with miracles and recovery. Hope is in your corner. Have a good day. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.